Hello, and my name is Peter Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we're here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, frank and raw conversations. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. LinkedIn and on Facebook. Uh, This is a morning coffee uh, live with me um, as I look at the only real news that's hit the headlines this week, uh, which is the driver shortage and the driver hours that um, have been uh, extended uh, yesterday by Grant Shapps, which um, has uh, obviously hit everyone and uh, everyone's a little bit uh, shocked. Sneaky, sneaky what's it trying to push that through uh, on the day of the uh, semi-final for the European Championships and then to bring it in the day after um, the, the actual final itself. Uh, a shocker. But yeah, what a great game of football yesterday. That was uh, amazing, wasn't it? Well done, England. So yeah, big, big, big shout out to the to the guys there. So um, this morning, I just wanted to have a bit of a bit of a chat through what the issues are around the driver shortage that people will have seen and then also a little bit of an update on what those rules look like or what my interpretation of those rules look like for for transport operators so um well, i've already seen a, a comment popping up oh, Sam, how you doing good to see you mate um thanks for joining so from a driver shortage point of view we've picked up that um the news are reporting that there's uh, issues with uh, uh drivers a big shortage of them we're starting to see gaps on supermarket shelves so uh, the news are reporting around harry bone not being able to be stocked and there's shortages of fruit and salad in sainsbury's and and all of that stuff anyone who's in the transport sector um oh, morning martin jones as well hello good to see you mate um, anyone who's in the transport sector will know that it's a nightmare trying to find drivers and uh, there's been huge shortages uh, the rha are reporting something like sixty thousand. um i've seen other headlines where it's saying more than 100,000, for example. So we've got we've got a major challenge or a major issue in the transport sector uh, around finding drivers. Now, drivers do all sorts of different sectors and they operate in all sorts of different industries. But um, overall, there being a shortage will impact both goods to stores and and and, and shelves and, uh, and and products on shelves and the ability for us to, to have stuff delivered to us but it also affect the prices of things as well because what's happened now is there's a very competitive marketplace for operators to try and get uh, drivers working for them uh, good morning Stephen. good to see you um so why, why have we got this driving shortage? Well, pre-COVID, there was already a shortage anyway. But there's kind of been this perfect storm. Um, I spoke on a previous podcast um, with uh, with James Adcroft, who who was absolutely fantastic. And we, we sort of discussed this perfect storm that's occurred where you've got the issue of Brexit. Um, you've got the challenge with COVID. So COVID's presented multiple challenges, um, particularly around a lack of tests, so 30,000 less tests than uh, there would have been took place last year uh, due to COVID. 
but then also there's been a, a, a lot of um, uh, foreign nationals who have decided to, to go back to their own country as part of Brexit or part of COVID, go and find work in in, in, the, in the other countries. So um, you know we've seen we've seen a, a reduction in the amount of uh, foreign nationals into the UK and, and carrying out driving. Then the other issue is IR35 that's been pushed through as well. So I, IR35 is around. Um, some people may or may not have heard of that, but that's where we have self-employed drivers and it's called this it's it's to stop what's called disguised employment so that's when um you know people are carrying out work uh, on a self-employed basis but really they're sort of operating under an employed contract so to speak they were just working for one or two haulers um and uh, therefore uh, the hmrc weren't getting uh, the tax payments that they should have got and i'm not i'm not challenging any of that i don't think you know that um but the timing the timing of it is sort of aided to 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 create this this challenge that we're seeing now and then overall there's just a general shortage coming into the sector because of the poor image um you know we've got challenges around um people seeing it as a long-term career because people are talking about autonomous vehicles coming into the sector so i think that's a bit of a challenge it's not seen as a long-term career but overall really we, we sort of look at all that stuff but the, the the real why is the challenge around conditions for drivers so uh, the conditions in the uk just aren't good enough um you know, we uh, as part of sort of having a look at this, Kent, Kent, for example, just in the first week of January after Brexit, they handed out 32,000 fines just for parking in Kent. And that just sort of goes to show how drivers feel treated, the, the you know, the, the different conditions that they have to put up with where, where we stay and um, uh, on motor uh, side of motorways. And obviously safety and security are a big challenge as well long long hours it's generally really quite hard work and to top off all of that if you were interested in driving as a career well you know what would stop you from being a van driver because the, the, the disparity in wages isn't a great deal it's much less regulated because in the transport sector on hgvs it's, it's very very highly regulated which uh, we'll come on to in a moment as we look at the relaxation of what those eu drivers hours looks like so there are lots of solutions potentially to this. There's no silver bullet. And Grant Shapps had a good opportunity yesterday to, to roll out um, a load of great suggestions and a load of uh, great ideas about how uh, we can improve this situation. And, and I guess I make this video as an opportunity to try to articulate um, what potential solutions Genuine, genuine potential solutions to solve the HGV crisis. I've created six points, half dozen things uh, that which links nicely to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Nigel. You can hear me now. Perfect. Okay, so one of them, issue number one, would be around making HGV drivers um, skilled workers from an immigration point of view. So we have the opportunity to be able to bring more skilled workers in who have got HGV licences into the UK. Um, thanks, Dan. Good. I'm glad it's back. Uh, yeah, so uh, bringing more skilled workers into the UK to be able to carry out driving work would be the first potential solution. Obviously, the second one is around increased testing. So we need to have more testers. Um, we need to have more tests. We need to maybe consider the fact that one, one of the conversations I was having is about taking a slightly more pragmatic approach to HGV testing. Um, you know, where drivers are having to wait a long time or, or provisional drivers are having to wait a long time to, to take a test. You know, I know initially they do a reverse, a rever reverse bow, and if they fail that, it's test over. Well, that test is booked, and I just think, what about the consideration of, do you know what, driver, stop there a minute. Let's just have a bit of a chat, have a coffee, calm down, and let's have a second go at that reverse, because in the real world, 
that's potentially what would happen. And actually, you know, we'll not be a little bit, I'm not saying more lenient because we only want safe drivers going onto the road. But actually, you know, if a driver does cock up uh, a reverse, I know in the real world that's going to be uh, a, a big problem. But maybe testers have a bit more of a conversation because what in the real world, what's actually going to happen is that driver's going to go, well, he's going to fail this practical test. Um, but he's going to rebook it two, three weeks later. And then he's going to go back and hopefully you know he's gonna he's gonna nail uh nail those maneuvers and uh, and pass his test or maybe we can just actually be a little bit more efficient in the way we're testing i'm not saying we should pass drivers that aren't safe to be on the road what i'm saying is maybe we can be um, a little bit more thoughtful around how we use that time when when people are uh, taking their tests and whether they're ready or not and and be a bit pragmatic with that it's just food for thought something i thought about um, the third thing is that we need to make the sector more attractive, uh, a better career for people, and that is a big, big challenge in itself. Um, and I could go on all day about how we can make the transport sector more attractive. But we really do need to work on how we communicate. We need to improve rates is the fourth one. So not only drivers' uh, rates, but generally to operators as well, because at the moment what we're seeing is um, as supply and demand, as we've got a reduced supply of drivers, we're seeing demand for drivers going through the roof and wages are having to increase in line with that that isn't sustainable for a lot of operators and we're going to see some family operators who are fantastic businesses potentially really really struggle to employ drivers and that's a that's a challenge because a lot of the time the market is driven by price and actually there's some really really good employers but overall if you speak to drivers and and i do look at the different forums it's not just about wages it's about conditions the conditions is the key thing and they're the things that we really need to look at other ideas that um, we'd uh, sort of spoken about with previous podcast guests is what about subsidised testing? It's very, very expensive to get your HGV licence. So one, it's unattractive and two, it's really expensive. No wonder, right? So uh, what about having subsidised testing? What about um, those people who are looking for work? How about giving them interest-free loans to be able to uh, take their test? Um, you know, that would be a, a really good potential example or giving subsidies to smaller companies to be able to train their own drivers and supporting them. Um, particularly new drivers, very hard to insure. So what about subsidising and supporting operators from an insurance point of view as well? Um, there's, there's lots of things uh, that can be done that isn't just extending drivers hours um you know which is which is essentially what we've got and got pushed through yesterday amidst uh, I, you know i like to think there's not underhanded tactics but i think to uh, address the driver shortage on the day of a, of a european semi-final um and for the reduced hours to then come in the day after the 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 final on sunday it does feel like uh, things have just been pushed along, but I'm, I'm seeing there's a big, big reaction from uh, from the sector actually on on my social. So that's really, really good. So from a relaxation point of view, what does that actually mean for operators? I've sent a, an update out to a couple of our customers around what that could look like, and actually it's a little bit ambiguous. I've got on my phone here uh, what the link is, and I'm happy to drop the link into the chat later around the relaxation of the drivers' hours. But uh, what it says is from Monday, uh, the retained EU driver's hours rules can be temporarily relaxed as follows. The replacement of either, either the permitted increase to the daily driving limit from nine hours to 10 hours with one of 11 hours, open brackets, allowed up to twice in one week, close brackets. I'm not really sure what 100% what that means. Um, in usual times, it's uh, nine hours 
driving for an HGV driver uh, with two tens in a week. And uh, what that's saying there is I'm not sure if it's allowing us to increase to 10 uh, hours a day with two 11s, whether it means it's normally nine, however you are allowed two 11s, so extended days on two days. So you're allowed that, but overall 56 in, in the 90. So the other thing is a big or in capital letters, the requirement to take a regular weekly rest period of 45 hours in a two-week period with an alternative pattern of weekly rest periods as specified below, and an increase to the fortnightly driving limit from 90 hours to 99 hours. This enables two consecutive reduced weekly rest periods to be taken. So usually weekly rest periods, you'd have a 45 standard rest and then you're able to reduce uh, it every other but you do have to pay back that reduction uh, what it's saying is essentially you could have two over, over two weeks you could have two reduced 24-hour rest periods um, allowing drivers to to drive for longer periods and obviously up to 99 hours rather than 90 in a fortnight so ambiguous on that initial driving hours thing so it'd be really good if someone has got that what that exactly means um, if they're willing to put that in the comments then that'd be great but at the moment based on what i'm reading straight off here uh, that's that's a little bit ambiguous about what that is however the time of the relaxation is coming in monday and it's going to run until the 8th of august Okay, and if you want to use the relaxation, so if you want to use the relaxation, you do have to pre-register with the DFT. Okay, and there's a form on the link that you go in and you complete and say that you want to use it. And then at the end of the period, you have to report back who used it, how many times, and 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 why they've used it. So it's not something that can just be used willy-nilly. Um, it's really really important to, to highlight that fact that we need to pre pre-approve it, so to speak. One of the other things that's in there as well is that obviously from an enforcement point of view, drivers will need to do a print off of their taco uh, when they are doing that and write on the back why they're doing it and um, what the extension is that they're using. So we need to get a bit more clarity, hopefully, over the next uh, couple of days. And I hope to get some more clarity on that for people. So I'll, I'll let people know that as, as I find out more. Um, and I'm open to feedback on how that's been interpreted. But I'm interpreting that you've got an opportunity to either go to 11s or you've got the opportunity to go to 99 in a fortnight and reduce twice. Um, so that, that kind of covers it, really. It is really important that there's there's an inquiry line if people if people need, and uh, it's really important that drivers do, companies do make sure they're pre-registered to use it and that drivers do do print-offs, because from an enforcement point of view, I assume that... Um, you know, it's going to need to be a robust process is going to be need to, need to be in place to make sure we do that. But it's worthwhile just noting sort of finally as a, as a note that driver's hours rules are there for two reasons. And one is uh, for fair competition, which is fine, because if you're going to extend the hours, then fair competition is met. But the other reason is for road safety. So we're now in a position where we're potentially, you know, drivers who would usually break those driver's hours rules would potentially come into fines um and you know they, they work long hours already and uh, they're normally threatened with fines for for doing that and now we're asking you know the, the solution from grant shops is to ask drivers to actually extend those rules which they would normally get enforced and fined and have a regulatory action so um yeah bit of a strange one but i'm interested to hear people's thoughts so yeah please do drop some comments and um yeah speak to you soon take care I really hope you loved today's episode and if you did please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. 
If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners, and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.